Hey friends, woo! That was a busy couple of weeks. If you're like me, it has kind of been a whirlwind wrapping up the end of 2023. We've had so many activities. We moved into a new house. We went on a trip. We just wrapped up Christmas yesterday. I'm just like a little bit exhausted, but there's so much left to do and I am planning my 2024. I hope you are too. I hope you've joined us in this series where we have gotten a plan together to plan our best email marketing year yet. So if you missed that, you'll want to go back and listen to those episodes. We went through everything from mapping out our content, creating a organizational plan that works so that your copy doesn't get lost. We talked about editing. We talked about everything under the sun when it comes to email marketing. And today we're going to talk about the number one thing that impacts whether your emails get read. That's subject lines. Welcome to Copy That Converts, the podcast that gives you copywriting and email marketing tips to help your business connect with ideal clients who will actually buy. Consider me your bossy big sister for your business. I'll tell you exactly what to do to create high converting copy so you can close your laptop with confidence knowing that you've created words that work. I'm Megan Wisdom, a certified copywriter and bona fide big sis who's helped five, six, and seven figure business owners make thousands of dollars through email marketing. And I wanna help you do that too. ready for some no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is advice with a sprinkle of fun as we learn how to create copy that converts into sales. As I mentioned, we have spent the month of December planning out our best year of email marketing ever. We've got all kinds of episodes for you to go back to and listen if you're a little bit late to the game. We started with episode 26, mapping out your content. And every week we've talked about a different topic related to getting a plan in place so that your email marketing just can be the very best it can be. So go back and listen to those if you haven't. Also, this is your last chance to download the Confident Copy Calendar and Workbook. It's 29 pages of goodness to help you really just be a guide to create your email marketing, to do your very best work. It includes a calendar so you can map out your content. It includes storytelling tips and all that good stuff. So go to the show notes, grab your Confident Copy Calendar and Workbook, Head back to episode 26 if you missed the series and start listening to all of those in sequential order. I think it'll be very helpful. But today we're going to talk about creating subject lines that shine because subject lines are the most impactful part of email marketing. It determines whether or not a person will actually open and read that carefully crafted email that you created. So it's a very important part of the process. But if I'm being honest, other than transitioning from a story to a call to action, I feel like subject lines can be one of the most challenging parts of writing an email for many people because there is so much pressure to get it right, right? Um, so some people like to start by writing the subject lines first and get it out of the way because, you know, you know, eat that, eat that frog, as they say, do the hardest part first. But I prefer to do it at the end of the process, and there's a reason why. That's because while I'm writing, I may have a thought, a plan in place in my mind. I may have an outline in my head, but I may go in a totally different direction when I'm writing. You never know when the creative, you know, muses are going to hit and you're going to get think, think of a new idea. So I like to do it at the end because subject lines definitely need to be relevant to whatever you're talking about inside the juicy part of your email, the, the content inside your email. You really want to make sure that's relevant to what you're writing about. Here is a pro tip that I learned from a really amazing copywriter and what she said to do, and I have done this myself, is that you want to brain dump as many subject lines as possible. 
I say at least seven to 10. She mentioned 30 and, you know, go for it if that's what you can do, because she says 30, you're going to actually go through your best and worst subject lines at that point. But I say at least go seven to 10, because that gives you a good amount of, you know, things that you can delete and also some subject lines that shine. So I tend to go with that 30 number or a a larger number if I'm working on an email sales sequence, something that's going to be more permanent, something that I might reuse year to year. However, if it is um, and something that's going to impact my sales, right? (laughs) But if it's something that's more everyday, like your newsletter, then maybe shoot for seven to 10. That's a good number. It's not too much, not too time intensive, but it gives you that, you know, creative process is kind of like I say word vomiting things out onto the into the world and then figuring out which is best and which is not next you want to utilize a subject line analyzer there are several out on the internet I'll drop them in the show notes you know they all work differently they all use different numbers and different ways of analyzing what makes a good subject line but what you're really doing is you'll put the subject line in it will generate a number to tell you how strong it is and I would I used to say you know I'd always want above a 60 but depending on the subject line analyzer that you're using it may not be quite the same so basically what you want to do is after you've gotten that list of seven to ten Uh, subject lines, then put them in the analyzer and see which ones come up as being the strongest. Generally, the higher the number, the more likely people are to click on that subject line. Now, does that mean that you could never ever use a low number subject line? No. This is where you have to use a little bit of discernment because you know your audience best. Will they understand a two-word subject line with an emoji? Possibly possibly not. You just kind of have to know. Now, a subject line generator is going to give you a really low score generally for a two-word subject line with an emoji. They just will. The reason for this is it's kind of analyzing based on what makes a subject line strong, and a lot of that has to do with verbiage. And are you using imperative verbs, words that command people to do something like click this, try that, etc.? But there's more to subject lines than just verbiage. To be honest, your audience has to understand your personality. Do they? Will they know that you're being cheeky or fun by using this two-word phrase in an emoji? Possibly. So don't worry too much. Don't get too hung up and like only ever choose the highest number subject line. That's just one way of analyzing your subject line to see, you know, the process of elimination and figure out which one you want to use in the end. Another tip I like to do is to leave two options in your draft, in your email draft, after you've gone through and analyzed and figured out which ones you want to trash, just leave two or three on your email draft in your Google Doc. And then you could use that to resend to unopens because you don't want to use the same subject line when you're resending an email. You want it to stand out. You don't want to be redundant. You want to make sure that you're trying to grab them. If they didn't open the first time, you want to send a new way to get their attention. And that means changing the subject line. You don't have to change your text inside the email, but you want to change the subject line. Okay, so let's talk about eight tips that you can use to create subject lines that shine. Number one, avoid turnoff words. That means rude words like fool or jerk or, you know, words that we use, slang words that can be have negative connotations. Just don't use those. These often make readers a little bit hesitant to to click unless you're talking about yourself in like 
subject line sub- such as I admit it, I was a jerk. And then people are like, mm, what happened? Tell me more. I'm intrigued, especially if it's out of character for you. But regardless, just avoid words that could be controversial. Number two, personalize your subject line. Use your first name generator when you can. No, not every time, please, because that gets redundant and people are just like, uh. but there is something about seeing your name in print and we are all curious about things that are related to us. So seeing your name in the subject line can really pique curiosity and make them want to learn more. So use that first name generator occasionally. So for example, can I count you in first name? Where were you first name? Feeling lucky first name? What do you think about this first name? Studies have actually shown that personalized email subject lines have higher open rates and click-through rates than non-personalized email subject lines. So use that. Don't let it go to waste. Number three, you want to reveal secrets. We are naturally drawn to secrets and mysteries. And a subject line that promises to reveal a secret is really hard to resist. Like if you want to know something, you know, tell me more. What's I want to be on the insider information. So here's some examples. The copywriting secret that they kept from you. Ooh, <laughs> email marketing problems that no one is talking about. Mm, tell me if no one's talking about it. I need to know. Three copywriting secrets that improve sales. Yes, please. I want to know that. So those are all going to make us want to click. And that brings us to tip number four, generate curiosity. You know, curiosity may have killed a cat, but it does not kill email marketing. In fact, curiosity or desire will keep them opening every time. So let me give you some examples. That time when Taylor Swift wrecked my car. I'm like, what in the world is going on? What do you mean? Taylor Swift had your car? What? Um, That's going to generate curiosity. Maybe what the story is about inside is the time that you were like jamming out to Taylor Swift in your car and you uh, went into a ditch instead of making a clean right turn, you know, something like that. Lessons from the scammer I met in Walmart. This implies a story. I need to know what you did. How did you get scammed? Why were you so dumb? (laughs) Why were you in Walmart? All the questions. Or what about this one? Welcome to the best worst dinner party ever. Mm, That implies that there's conflict and we all want some juicy details when there's conflict involved, right? So definitely generate curiosity with your subject lines. It will keep people interested, engaged, and wanting to know more. Number five, keep it short. We talked about this. We talked about the importance of keeping your content a little short, like 150 to 250 words within the text of your email. Last week, we talked about that. But we also want to keep subject lines short. So aim for subject lines that are 40 to 60 characters long. That's about five to six words. And that way, it's fully visible on mobile devices. There's nothing cut off. Now, you can still have a longer subject line, especially if the words that are going to be showing in the mobile device are going to be strong enough to make us want to go ahead and click and see what is the rest of the subject line about. So you can do that, but just try to aim for five to six words. And then number six, you can use emojis. Emojis really stand out in your inbox. Now, if it's like Christmas time and everybody's using the Christmas tree emoji, it might be less so. You know, I've had plenty of Christmas trees, presents, Santa emojis. They were in full force in the past weeks. They're less likely to make you stand out this time of year. So just choose wisely. Think about the emojis need to match the actual subject line. They need to add something. They need to help convey that nonverbal communication piece that's missing with text, which is why we have emojis in the first place. So help them help your subject line shine. And number seven, be clear over clever. Don't think you have to be Jerry Seinfeld of subject lines, okay? You don't have to always be funny. Sometimes you just need to be direct. For example... 
free, confident copy calendar inside. <laughs> That's very clear about what this email is going to offer them. Three easy ways to te teach fractions. Okay, great. I know exactly what I'm getting. How to sell more with Facebook ads. Perfect. I want to know more. Tell me. So those are also going to generate curiosity. It's also going to pique our interest, especially if it's something that's near and dear to our heart. Number eight, be relatable. The subject line should relate to the topic of the email. If nothing else, it should be very clear what is inside. It should not be something wild, crazy, completely off topic, or else people are going to be less likely to trust you in the future and not want to click on. So if you're trying to catfish someone into reading your email, they're not going to trust you in the long term. So don't do that. That's scammy. We want to be always relatable, know what we're getting. If they don't open it, if they're not interested, that's okay. Try again next week. Maybe that topic didn't relate to them. Oh, I said we had eight tips. I'm going to give you nine because this is kind of a bonus tip. If you're feeling uninspired, let me give you a copywriter secret. Secret stash of swipe files. What is a swipe file? Basically, this is a collection of files that we save from emails. And I'm just going to say whatever email list you're on, you might want to save those in a special um, folder in your Google Drive or in your Google inbox and title it swipe file. When you see a subject line that makes you super curious, makes you laugh, intrigues you in any way, save it. I'm not saying copy and paste it, but I'm saying save it for inspiration. This is common in creative world. You're not just always getting inspiration from the muses, right? You are, you're going to get inspiration from other people, from other things that you see online. That's okay. Now, we're not going to go steal other people's work, but we're going to use that to inspire our own version of a subject line. So use a swipe file. This is a great way when you are just feeling dead, your brain is dead, you're just maybe running on fumes. Go back to your swap file, look at what other people have used, and it might spark something in your mind that you can use as well. Okay, those are my top tips for creating subject lines that shine. Don't forget to grab your Confident Copy Calendar. This is your last chance. Don't miss out on that. And I hope that you are getting ready for a fantastic new year, getting ready to tackle 2024 with confidence, with excitement about what is ahead for your business. And I hope you'll continue to tune in along the way. We have so much more in store for the year ahead. Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a business bestie or better yet, leave a review on iTunes because by doing so, you'll help this podcast reach more business owners who can learn how to use copywriting to grow their businesses. And that's what we're all about here. So thanks. Thanks.